Jeannie Flavelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Keeney Flavelle's Hot Commodity Podcast. My name's Eric Thornton, Commodity Specialist, filling in for Mike Coughlin today, and today is Friday, February 17th, 2023. And today I'm joined with the one and only Sean Bingham, our Director of Risk Management. What's going on, Sean? <laughs> one and only. Thank you. Yeah. Ah, not nothing. Nothing. Just uh, glad it's Friday, to be honest with you. Yes, Friday it is. And for us, at least, we have a long weekend ahead. So we do. I wonder if others have President's Day off Monday, but happy long weekend to those out there. And before we get into the reports, Sean, on the CPI and PPI data this week, I just wanted to plug our spring seminar. Don't forget to register online via our website at www.mckinney-flavelle.com. Once again, it's going to be April 26th in Chicago, like it was last year. So registration's open and yep. filling up. We'd love to see people get their spots and join us in late April. So Sean, I'll uh, just really pass it over to you today yeah. and let you take the bulk of today's podcast. Uh what did we see out there for some of the key economic reports this week? And what do you what do you think's ahead? Well, I, you know, we always try to figure out what we want to talk about on these podcasts. But for this one, for this week, it was pretty easy. And, you know, you know me, I, I, I follow the uh, economy and interest rates and all that pretty closely. But these, this last week of data was, uh, was really pretty remarkable. It came right out of left field. I can't say anybody was expecting this, and I'm just going to go over the uh, the four reports that that really stood out. And let's just go ahead and start with last Friday's unemployment uh, data. That that number was absolutely complete shocker. Uh, we in January we gained 517,000 jobs. That was the highest in six months. And I mean, it in way over the average, uh, you know, jobs growth of about two hundred thousand that you normally see. And the only reason it probably wasn't any high, higher than a lot longer ago was, you know, we were just recover. We were still recovering COVID jobs for a lot of uh, a lot of last year, and so you know those numbers had spiked up higher after going down. Uh, and we're on their way tracking towards kind of 200,000. And that's about where people were looking for that number to come in. So doubling the expectation was really a, a surprise. And of course, we, at the same time, dropped the unemployment rate down to 3.4%, which is the lowest number in decades. I think you have to go back to either the late 70s or early 80s to see an unemployment rate uh, that low. We, I mean, we were coming from 3.5. It's not like we fell mm -hmm. uh, dramatically, but you know, it, it's certainly a milestone uh, level of unemployment. So that that kind of kicked off, uh, you know, last Friday, and then and then on Tuesday we got the CPI. So now we're, you know, we've gone from a big jobs number. Now we're going to start looking at some of the inflation data. This was all this data was for January. CPI came in headline year over year 6.4%. They were expecting 6.2. So that was a surprise. Core uh, X Food and Energy came in at 5.6. They were expecting 5.5. So that kind of set the tone early in the week that, well, you know what? Maybe inflation is something we need to pay some more attention to. And then the next, uh, I believe it was the next day, we got retail sales. 
for January, month over month, 3% climb. They were looking for 1.7. And if you X out uh, gas and automobiles, it was up 2.6 versus 0.6 expectation. So we got we got a strong CPI. We got a we got a another retail number. Of course, that everyone had everyone going, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen with PPI? And not disappointing, January PPI came in year over year at 6% versus 5.5. And they revised December from six uh, to six and a half from 6.2. The core rate, again, X food and energy, 5.4 versus the expectation of 5%. And, and there again, they raised the December uh, revision to 5.8 versus 5.5. So, you know, four back-to-back big, Big, uh, important economic data is all pointing towards uh, inflation has come down, but all of a sudden now looks like it's going to be a little bit sticky around these five and a half, six percent levels. And that is way, way Mm. above the Fed's target uh, inflation rate of two percent. So at the last meeting, apparently there were a couple Fed members that were already lobbying to go back to 50 basis point rate hikes. And I think after this data, uh, you're going to see the, certainly those uh, those two that we're already talking about it, probably joined by a few that suggest, well, you know, maybe, maybe, the, uh, maybe going down to 25, we were a little early on that. I, I'm still personally leaning to the idea that they're going to probably stay with the quarter basis point hikes and the market is looking uh, that way as well. But let's just look what happened uh, just just in the month of February uh, before all that data started. So the one of the things I was tracking is, or always track, is the uh, expectation for the Fed's overnight rate at the end of the year. So on February 1st, the expectation for the Fed funds rate was 4.4%. So that's about, about and this is the, the uh, effective rate, the, the rate that it actually trades at. That was about 18 basis points lower than we currently are. So I wouldn't say that they were looking for a cut at some point, but you know, but it was it was a possibility. Now we're at 508 as of uh, this morning when I looked at prices. So we've gained, we've added 68 basis points of hikes in 17 days, uh, much of which due to this payroll number and subsequent inflation numbers. So it's been a real change in tone. You can see what it's done to crude oil. I think crude oil is down three and change in the last uh, two days, because if the economy is uh, is heating up, inflation's heating up, the Fed's going to have to obviously be more aggressive, whether that means uh, 50 basis points or just a, a long series of 25 is yet to be determined. I think you know the way it stands right now, there's about a 57% chance that they could go 50. And then, uh, and then the 25 basis point hikes at the uh, May and June meetings, mm-hmm. they're about 85% and 70% chance of uh, 25s at those. So we're staring down three more likely 25 basis point hikes, maybe a 50 and a pause. Uh, I think that's, I think that's still less likely of a scenario, but uh, I think what, what's concerning a lot of people is if the Fed is going to have to be engaged longer and maybe even engaged at a higher level, 
what does that mean for the economy down the road? And mm-hmm. and what it means probably is what the treasury yield curve has been telling us for a long time. We're probably going to have a recession. And whether that's a late 2023 event or an early 2024 event, hard, very hard to say. Uh, but the idea that the Fed was going to pull off this elusive soft landing and take care of monetary policy in a way that didn't really hurt the economy too bad is is starting to fade. I think the mm-hmm. idea that the recession is coming and it may even be a little bit deeper than we originally uh, originally suspected. The only the only real positive that that you can pull out a lot of these numbers is that jobs number at you know obviously 517,000 is way above what we we would be expecting in a normal time. 3.4% unemployment. So, you know, we're probably going to see some wage. I mean, one of the fears for the Fed is we're probably going to see some wage inflation as well because of that. But what happens with consumer spending? And that one's hard to say. If, if people still have jobs and we're going to go out and spend, maybe they can still pull off that elusive landing. But as I wrote in my some comments this morning, if you look at that, if you dig into that jobs report, the jobs that were created were all at the very low end of the pay spectrum. And that was, you know, the hospitality sector saw the biggest increases, but they're also at the very low end of, of the uh, average hourly pay. And the and the two highest categories, uh, which were uh, utilities and technology category, they actually lost jobs. So we're gaining jobs at the at the very low end of the spectrum, which which is kind of where we lost a lot of those jobs during COVID. Uh, but also after COVID, we saw big increases in technology company hiring. And all of a sudden now, those jobs are being shed pretty quickly. So, yeah, it's good. It's good that more people have jobs, but it also matters that, you know, where those, you know, what those jobs look like as far as the economy's concerned. So, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a little bit of a wild week uh, on the economic side and a little frightening, frankly, because, mm. I don't think anybody wants rates to go any higher, but but right. uh, it looks like it's inevitable at this point. And if you just look at the funds curve right now, it's showing it's showing the funds rate is probably going to peak right around five thirty uh, on an effective basis. So you could argue, well, is that is that a range of five and a quarter to five fifty? Is it five to five and a quarter? Well, it's something kind of in the middle of that, and we're just going to have to be uh, prepared. Now, the, I guess the good news for commodities it's 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 definitely it's definitely going to put pressure on energy products and uh and the economy as a whole so hopefully that will uh that will lower some right. of the uh commodities like you know that are sensitive to that like soybean oil and uh corn that are that are you know keyed off for ethanol and and renewable diesel so mm-hmm. there's a there's a little bit of a silver lining there eric but uh sure but the the inflation station's in full swing still. Yeah, I, I was really hoping we could put this series to bed at some point. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, put that train in the station for good, and not let it come out. But unfortunately, the uh, the inflation train uh, is not only rolling; it looks like it's maybe picking up steam again. So, yeah, not what we want, but uh, is what it is. So, got to got to plan and prepare, right? Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Yeah, that's that's really uh, that's really about all I've got on on that. I mean, I could talk for hours on this stuff, but uh, we'd probably bore people to death. So let's not do that. All right. Well, we can make it short and sweet, and you know, 
probably not a bad idea if folks want to get on to their long weekends and move on to more uh, positive news, uh, so to speak. So, But Sean, thanks for recapping that for us as always. I know I appreciate your insights and I know our clients do as well. So thanks again for going over the information for today's podcast. And My pleasure. Uh, as we always like to say here at McKinney Flavel, live with an attitude of gratitude, enjoy every moment. And until next time, thanks everybody. Bye-bye. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favell's IQ Ingredient Intelligence platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit mckinney-favell.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.